What is up, everybody? This is podcast or side stage or something, episode nine, because I just uploaded one yesterday. What is up, dude? What is up? We're so getting there. We were just talking before this podcast about this good Charlotte, good Charlotte poster I have hanging up in here for some reason, and uh, how freaking just punk those dudes were. They were they were the epitome of punk. No, I'm just kidding. They weren't. They were pretty. Yeah, I mean, what's like? How do I uh, describe this poster? You know, they all dressed fairly normal except for think, one of the Manning brothers. The other one, and he ended up with Cameron Diaz, right? What? Yeah, is that not wild? I think the guitarist brother. I say the guitarist brother because one's the lead singer. I think he's Benji Manning, maybe. Probably wrong on that. I, I, if you're good, Charlotte fans out there, I greatly apologize. <laughs> but if I'm not mistaken, and they're still married. Are you kidding me? No joke. Probably have kids too. And I could completely be blowing smoke right now. But odds are I'm 50% right because he's probably married. So that's at least 50% right. I'm going to need to look that up. the other 50 is Holy there. crap. Let's see. Let's see if we get some feedback on this phone here. I know we try not to, but I'm going to hold it like that six feet crazy. away. Social distancing right here with my phone. So we um, live in North Carolina and our... State is going on a statewide lockdown Monday at 5 o'clock p.m. So that means we are going to break the rules and he's still going to come over here and do podcast. But I'll probably do a couple over the phone just because it's fun. I get to talk to other people. And I'm not kicking Keaton out when I do these podcasts with other people. He just can't come over because he's busy. But pretty soon we'll have a guest with... uh, it's Madden. Did I say Manning? Sorry, I interrupted. Madden, yeah. It's the Madden brothers. But yeah, we'll have a podcast with him and I and the guest eventually. Just times are a little crazy right now. Yeah, Kimmer Diaz marries good Charlotte Rocker, Benji Madden. Which one is Benji? I'm not sure. I think he's the lead singer. Okay, so he's the lead singer. Sorry, I know I go for my mic because I'm looking at my phone. Because they're twins. Well, maybe she doesn't know which one it is. They've both been. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry, Cameron Diaz, if you're out there. That's great. I did not Sounds know like that. Good time, that is insane, dude. Yeah. Wow. Music trivia of the day. Rock stars, man. All right, we're gonna do a top five, and we didn't talk about this beforehand, so I'm just kind of spitballing here. By the way, just real quick, I was trying to look up some more because I wanted to see the brothers' names, and for our own, I typed in food instead of good, so we should be food Charlotte. Pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna do top five guitars. Oh man, brands. I'm assuming. Nope. Guitars. Guitars. Not brands. Cause you, you gotta. If you run, be honest. I mean, there's so many guitar brands. If you want to go by I know, sales, but there's so many deviations of every guitar brand too. Yeah, so but like, like is the I American like, standard of Fender. Tim, no, no. You know, I just mean like the main. Telecaster, Stratocaster, SG, Les Paul, Firebird. God, yeah. Just the main guitar. None of the, because there is like 300 different Telecasters. Oh, refactoring iconic points? This is you. you. We're going to do our own top five this time because we have a couple of the same, but we're also a little bit differing. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. All right. So my number five. Actually, I'm going to start at one because it's easier. I'm going to have to think about this a little bit. Same here. My number one guitar, Joel Madden. Bam, got it. Joel. Let's go. Joel, Joel, whatever it is. <laughs> Joel Madden. He's the one that started the. the, <laughs> the, the it's a side act, yeah. Joel, or whatever. Who's <laughs> um, acoustic? No. Um, I want to do a little caveat real quick. So, on my top five, I'm just going to come up with them first and then try to order them because I couldn't okay, come up with order. Okay. Because you know. that's what I'm trying to issue with is ordering. Okay. Here are my five Fender Telecaster. Gibson ES-335, Kiesel, Osiris, um, Fender Strat, and number five is a tough one, Uh, Gibson Firebird. Firebird? That's interesting. I'm taking... I'm trying to think of the I'm taking the Kiesel out because that's boutique and I'll never be able to afford one. No, I'm going to leave it. Never mind. I wasn't put a jazz. jazz master is my honorable mention. The Fender Telly would definitely be up there in my five. I think the ES was it three thirty five. Yeah, 
which is the Tom. Here's the three thirty nine, but yeah, three thirty nine, three thirty nine, three thirty five, or three thirty three. I need three thirty three is the thick body, right? Yeah, but any of those gives me any of those bodies. ES, yeah. And I'd have to throw in a Parton Smith core series. Okay, I would probably say seal cut because I like the seal cuts, but for whatever reason, they got the dual cuts, or whatever. That's like the most you can find. But they just added a new core series and they call it the McCarty series or something like that, I believe. And he was one of their. What is it? What is a guitar like Luthier or something like that? What yeah. are they called? But he was one of the, I think the originals or whatever. And they're kind of like bringing that kind of guitar make back. I'm assuming. Um, I think like the bass is like thirty three hundred bucks though. It's crazy. But I really do want a core series. People uh, talk junk about Party Smith. Smiths because that's the only ones they play are the custom twenty fours, much of the Japanese made ones. You can get them for like six hundred bucks. But like the people that really play yeah. PRSs. That like really like them are playing like the three four thousand dollar PRSs and they're like amazing. They're phenomenal guitars yeah. and it's kind of interesting because if I'm not mistaken, he butted heads with Gibson. Yeah, that's why. He well, Gibson's went after everybody. They're yeah. going after Kiesel right now. Well, the well, that's because they filed for bankruptcy. So yeah, so they're just trying you know, to they're just doing their best. Yeah, you know? but um, okay. So I got a Telly. I see. I kind of want the Les Paul in there, but I don't really play Les Paul. But I do just not like so Les many Paul. acts you know that I've seen back in the day. Back in the day. That always play Les Pauls, but I'm not sure on that one. I'm going to throw a Grand, Grand Auditorium Taylor series in. I don't care what number you're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think they go way up there in the thousands. I love acoustic guitars, so I would probably throw it in there. And I'd also even throw, I think, a Martin in there because I think Martin for like flat picking and even now, like they're breeding into all kinds of other mediums and industry wide music, um, acoustic wise, acoustically, I guess. Um, so I think I'd throw Martin in there too, but. The only one I've ever really played is, I can't remember what model series that one of my dad has signed by Austin Krauss, but then he has the Golden Air one, and it has a weird, thick V-neck. <laughs> it's not comfortable, but it sounds great. You yeah. Know? But Just have to get used to playing it. I'm trying to think of what else I could throw in here to try to think of. Well, you're already like... That's five, but... Because like, I want to throw Stratocaster out there, but in all honesty, it's... I mean, you're getting different sounds from the telly, but they're, I feel like they're very interchangeable. In a way, they are, but the I thought the same thing until I got my strap, and I wasn't a big strap fan, but I, was, I kind of wanted one, so I got a good deal on mine, so I bought it. And I, after with a good, after Bodie put a good setup on it and did some work to it, dude, it plays so well, yeah, and sounds so good. It's normally I would not put a. If you asked me this question two months ago, I would not have put a strap in that list and you still have um the esp which i have the ltds and stuff and those are that's a cool solid. guitar like i said i don't like single cut guitars yeah. i mentioned that on the podcast with Bo. but if i did buy yeah. a single cut it would be the esp like you have i think metallica if i'm not mistaken play a bunch of esp right kirk hammett doesn't he have one or am oh, i he completely played Gibson. wrong on that i thought he played less balls not kirk maybe the lead singer james he might but I think Kirk uses he's it's either Ibanez or ESP. I can tell you this wholeheartedly and honestly, I've maybe Sorry, listened Metallica to five fans. Metallica songs my entire life. So. Yeah, sadly, I'm not a the biggest like the most Metallica song I've ever listened to, straight up, is Metallica One. One because it's on Guitar Hero. I was trying to perfect that stuff on Expert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that's the one I know best, and I like Inner Sandman as a song, but apparently, if the real Metallica fans say that's when they went downhill, so dang. I don't know. I really the five that I went with is probably what I would stick with the Taylor Grand Auditorium. Um, I'm gonna say Martin Acoustic. I couldn't give you one straight up, but again, I love playing acoustic. When I'm not making, I guess, an effort to play the electric, it's always acoustic. I know that sounds weird, but it's easier just to pick up strong, go to town on it. That little Yamaha, by the way, I have. I should throw it on that here. Thing that thing sounds yeah fantastic. For as much as I paid for it, you know, it's kicking. But a lot of it kicks a lot names. of guitars, butts, don't it? I mean, that thing, <laughs> but uh, it surprised me. Like, I had it at my house yeah. for a while when you left it over here, and I would pick it up and play yep. it. And just because I have a custom SE24, by the way, PRS, yeah. and I'll be honest with you, the only thing that sucks about that guitar is right now, just any kind of change in pressure or temp knocks it out, it will not stay in tune. Constantly. That's the same thing happened with my brothers before he sold it, that but I had. it would not stay in tune. It sounds so good. And it's not even got the core series pickups in it. I'm See, like, dude, I what are they doing? I didn't I'll like have to that bring sound of that guitar. It's real twangy. Yeah, the one I, I it's it sounds 
way better than I would assume. And I've been putting slightly higher gauges on it, but it also has a tremolo, tremolo, whatever you call it, the bridge it picks up. Yeah. So I know I can't really go too hard on it because it's going to bend it up. Well, you got to just but, work with the springs in the back. Yeah. That's true. I could do that as well. But um, I think I'm going to take my telly to Bodie and have him set it up for yeah. D standard. Because, I mean, it'll hold it. You know, it's a solid body yeah, guitar. Yeah, that telly right there, I put in D standard. And everything's good, but the uh, third string. Um, Won't stay in tune? No, it just kind of sits on top of the, what is it, the nut at the top? The nut, it just yeah. sits on top of it more instead of kind of bedding in. And it kind of freaks me out some, but... We need to feel what you need to take it to him. Yeah, I know. He's doing his magic. Yeah. Because that's what, that'll cause tuning issues if they're not sitting, if they slide in the nut or move around. It holds really well, though, surprisingly. I don't really know if, like, because the ESP, I I haven't took that to him. That guitar was set up by Guitar Center, and I told them I wanted to put it in a C tuning, like drop C. That, all the ESP was by Guitar Center, okay. I Truthfully, I don't think, because it actually has a truss rod in there. Yeah. Well, all of them have truss rods. And I think he adjusted it, and I just... I don't know. There's something. I mean, it plays all right, but like you've seen where we've put the um, top E. The action's tuned it really low. high. It just is weird at times, you know. So I kind of want to take both of those guitars, and I'm thinking about having a standard, a D standard, and almost a C standard if I can do it. So That's that low, way I can man. do drop B. And I think it's as low as I'd ever want to go, if to be you honest to do with that, you. You probably need to do it with the telly for the C standard. Well, here's my... What is that? No, the Tilly, I think I'm going to put a D standard. Well, does the ESP have a floating bridge? I have no idea. I don't was think it, so. Does it have the tremolo? No, it's bolted in and it has a bar that goes in the back and you have to pull the strings through and it oh, brings attention to it. That it's, one you might be able to do that in. Yeah. My, I want to keep it in D standard, I think, because again, in four-year strong, they play Tellys. Um, yeah, but they don't play Tellys with EMGs, though. <laughs> I think he had, he played that. One of his rig down, he had one, I believe, for a short period of time. And they I used know they it for play, recording. he used Humbuckers, but so, um, or P90s one. One of them, I swear, used the Jim Root at one point. Really? He, he said he took it off because he didn't like the active anymore. A lot of guys are up. real picky about active pickups. But um, Some guys love them, some guys hate them. I think about putting that one D standard. And that way I can drop it, see if I want to. And then the ESP, maybe throw it to, um, like I said, C standard. I don't know if that's how you call it, but to be able to put it in drop B. If, and I, then, if I take that Tilly to Bodie to have him do that, and anybody's wondering who Bodie is, Bodie is a guitar manufacturing or building god. Um, he's local. He's local to us, but he he does some good work. Apprenticed underneath a guy, is it AC or yeah AC something? I don't know his last name. The guy he apprenticed under built guitars for and worked on guitars for pretty much any country act you can name from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. He was good friends with Travis Tritt, um, some guys like that. Like in our small town, those guys have been here to get guitar work done, and that's who Bodie apprenticed under, and he does work for some of those guys now, and he is a genius when it comes to this stuff, and he's very price-friendly, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And he's a really not. The first time I met him, I thought he was kind of standoffish. Yeah. But when I went back and picked up my Strat from him, I could not leave his house. <laughs> we talked for 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah. I feel like... Every time I've had interactions with them, it's kind of the same. Yeah. The pickup is where, you know, you open up. And if you, like I said, he went, he's got that whole wall with just a setup of orange, you know, orange. Orange amps. And, and stuff, we were yeah. going through them. He was plugging in different things to get yeah. different ones. And we were playing everything. And, and it was kind of interesting because his history is he did start almost like with hair metal kind of thing. Yeah. Big Rush fan. Big metal. But now guy. he's really into blues. You know, yeah. he's playing a lot of blues he stuff. He can play and, too, yeah, man. he can. And he does have a local... I don't know if it's his band because I was talking to him about it and he 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 goes on tour like people will call him up and be like hey dude we need to fill in will you come in and fill yeah. in and here's twelve tracks that we're playing on this tour can you do this and he'll he says he's, he'll take like a whole night learn them all next thing you know and he's hitting some shows up and I, from my understanding he t- he said it's pretty much all East Coast like he's not going to fly really anywhere yeah yeah long long well long he's so daggum you walk in his workshop dude there's a hundred guitars in there at any given time the yeah. dude is covered up so he probably can't take much <coughs> much time off <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um, if I take my telly to him. 
think I'm gonna have him do some actual custom work to it. I'm gonna get, I think I'm gonna get some Seymour Duncan humbuckers and have him put humbuckers in it. Heck yeah, dude. Just because yeah. if I'm gonna have him set it up at D standard, yeah, I don't want freaking single coils in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I think I'm gonna save I don't know, they're not that expensive, so I might buy a Set of that uh, guitar, probably I could do that without even having too much custom work because it's pretty much the same dimensions as the Seymour Duncan, right? Oh, you could just put a, just pull them out, put them in. Yeah. But mine, he'd have to cut the body yep. and. But I think that's what I'm gonna end up doing, man, because I think tellies with P90s or humbuckers are freaking sick. Yeah. And I think it would be fun. I really think it would. And I, I doubt he'd charge wouldn't charge me more than two fit probably 200, yeah. 250 bucks. Well, just, like I, I'm hoping to get back to him, and like I said, really. The hardest part about it is he likes to set up for your gauge, and I mean I'm still experiment, you know, experimenting with like exactly what I want for what tunings. Because like well, if you want to be in D standard, I really think you should at least be in a twelves at yeah, least. I agree, but when I found with standard, dude, I play tens across the board now. Yeah. Well, that see, is the best feeling and the best sound for me. I go for a lot of elevens. I tried elevens and I tried nines one time, and I was like, this is awful. Nines are skinny. It's yeah, it's hard. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe if you're like Santana or Slash over well, here, bending I didn't, well, all see, the way to the, wherever you want to. I bend didn't get to. serious about that till here in the last few months, and I, I played nines all the time. And then I was like, I, I was like, I'm gonna bump up to tens and yep. just see what it's like. And the minute I daggum strum the first chord, the bass notes are so much more. They're fuller, but they're not like. I've always loved high, like higher gauge strings, yeah. and that's just because I've probably played a lot of acoustic. And that's and what you're used to. Exactly. Truthfully, playing like you, you and I both, majority of the music we listen to. Now, don't get me wrong, we listen to standard, drop D. There's all that stuff in there, but a lot of it is at least D standard, to some extent, or lower. And having those lower gauge strings, I guess it'd be higher gauge technically, <laughs> but those are what you want. Like those help, like you said, make the guitar sound more full. Helps it really stay in tune to some extent. Keeps your tension if you're down. You know, that low. So, because that top string right there on that telly right now, I believe is a 62. Yeah. That's thick. 12 to 62. That's yeah. what a lot of. It's actually higher than um, For Your Strong because they get a custom from Ernie Ball. And it's, I think, 12s all the way to 60 is their top. How nice would that be? Really nice. Wouldn't that be awesome? Like, but instead, we got to buy the what comes at the store. I guess we could may- maybe go online and find other companies that do custom string sets. Yeah. I'm sure they do. It's got to be out there. Yeah. But I mean, I like the, well, the set of 12s I've only, the only set of 12s I've ever put on, well, I put on my brother's PRS and yeah. I, I just didn't like that guitar. Too, by the way. I just didn't like that guitar, but yeah. on that. Yep. I think both of those EMG, are 12s. Yeah. On that, um, but that top string only goes to maybe 56 or 58. Cause those are like, Mammoth or like Holy Mammoth, Mammoth or something like that. Whatever, yeah. And I still have a couple packs of those and I haven't opened them because I do want to take them to Bodie and be like, hey, here it is. Can you set it up to this? I want to be able to, you know, play some low tuning stuff. And the thing is, he, he don't even question it. He's like, yeah, I got it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and he does. Like when I took that Strat in there, the nut needed to be fixed. The neck was a little crooked, other stuff. He charged me a hundred and five dollars for that initial setup because there was extra stuff that needed to be done. He charged you for that telly, what seventy five? Yeah. Which, dude, my for needing to fix stuff on that guitar. And that action was way off, by the way, on that telly. I mean, I pretty much that's the only thing he had to work on. But yeah. And he says those are jumbo frets, which he's not a big fan of jumbo frets, but I understand why. Yeah, if he pl- the way he plays, yeah, put too much frets. pressure on it, you can actually change the store your sound exactly yeah so and it's funny because even when you're like playing playing you don't catch it as much you really only catch it if someone's really eluding or pushing it if that makes any sense like hey man you need to play it this way because you're actually slightly distorting your sound because it is just just a hair but it has to be like the most trained ear that can really pick that stuff out yeah. you know because i'm not picking it up every show we've went to like in the music we look dude it looks like they are killing their guitars like they're in a constant battle and just destroying it. there's no way unless they are but like going as hard as they are but yet their finger pressure is just barely touching <laughs> you know <laughs> <They're> just, <laughs> yeah it seems like they're killing well, i've noticed you know? when i play like we'll play at church and we'll have a part that's like a build part if we're just playing regular chords i mean i've, I've really gotten better about finger pressure but i can tell for a fact when we're uh um playing like a build part i'll start gripping harder and just yeah you know but well i mean it's interesting because 
I looked at it very, very briefly, and I want to look up even more. But electric guitars is it's pretty much all magnetics, right? Unless mm-hmm. you're doing like active pickups, and it's all sending a signal. It's just through whatever, and then the that signal from a lot of the sounds that are being produced. When you're adding pedals and except you're distorting that signal or you're cutting it or you're doing something to it. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of weird how like in a way that is, if that makes any sense. I don't know. I gotta look up more on it because it was kind of interesting this the small part I was watching on it and trying to figure out how certain sounds come out of these instruments. It's but, cool, man. It's interesting. It's a science experiment. But I'm just learning to play it. I don't need to build be building these things or Knowing all that. <laughs> That's what uh, Bodhi said, by the way. This is number one thing. He was just like, man, you just concentrate on playing. Let me do the rest. <laughs> well, this is cool, man. So it's I like mean, if we ever come famous and offer enough money, we'll be like, hey, Bodhi, you're coming with us, man. You're a guitar tech. Here we go. <laughs> Can you imagine having a guy like that as your guitar <laughs> tech? It would be crazy. You'd have to pay him so much money. <laughs> well, he's already, yeah, actually, he's already you know, married and established. I'm yeah. assuming it's not going to happen. I'll, Dude, I'll, I'll take your stuff at what's home. What's crazy, but. though, is a bunch of guitar techs like, are f- friends of the band. And yeah. some of them don't even know, really. They're just there. So, like, Avenged Sinful, and they started out, the majority of their guitar techs were, from, I remember reading this somewhere, watching it, it was YouTube, were just friends. Like, just their whole along the way. road crew, as they started getting big, they just hired from their local, I'm assuming, you know, county and their friends and stuff. Yeah. And that's how they built on it. Like, and that's how they, you know, carried their show through. And to some extent, like they probably didn't have true, you know, experts at it. And, um, it's kind of interesting. Cause then when you do see like, like, like Tremonti's guitar tech, the dude's a beast and he's like just insanely knowledgeable about everything. And like, it's funny because for Tremonti, you would have to be, cause the dude has 17 guitars in different tunings. Well, you don't, you don't want you know, like, so yeah. Detect for a guy like Tremonti and then him tell you how to do your job. Yeah, that's true. Then you're obsolete. Now, yeah, okay, okay, I'm gonna go on a little tangent here because we were talking the other day because everybody's like, quarantine. What's the best workout song? And I saw this whole thread on like as long as nothing but Creed. So first of all, here's my little tangent. It's gonna be a Creed trust Tremonti tangent. I don't care who you are and everybody that talks crap about Creed, but if Creed comes on the radio, more than likely you're humming or singing along. Can you take I mean, me? It's happening. <laughs> yeah. Now I get it. And I think Creed, in all honesty, is a straight look at kind of how the industry was at that time. Probably still is to some extent. Is when they took off, their management probably looked at them and said, this is what you're going to be. This is the sound you're going for. Anything outside of this is probably not happening. Kind of like even when they blink without the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket album. When they got really you know frustrated with their record label at that time because they yeah. wanted to get a little more dark and angst where they were like, no, we want that you know, party song. You know, We want this. So really, Creed in a nutshell is that, to be honest with you. like You, you can clearly tell. Because um, like if you look at Tremonti and his work with Creed, you're like, okay, that's, he's good, good, you know, good stuff. Like He has some really good guitar parts. Definitely like finger picking here and there. Great songwriting. But it's not like technical. It's not like insane. And then his first album with Alter Bridge, which was with the same record label as Creed, which is Wind Up Records. And it's kind of, he, he got a little bit, you know, more experimental. And then it's still sounding a little bit like Creed without the lead singer. And this is when he had a fallout with their record. And they actually buy, bought themselves out of the contract that they signed with the second band, Alter Bridge to be able to go out and do what he wanted to do. And if you listen to their album, Blackbird compared to their first album, which is, yeah, I can't remember that name, <laughs> but it's funny. Cause I can remember almost all after that, night and day difference, tuning difference, play styles different. He wrote Blackbird eight and a half minute song. They told him at one point in time, like multiple, you know, musicians, like this ain't going to happen. Like it's not going to be a radio song. We can't put this on radio ends up winning the best solo of all time on multiple websites, being now Stairway to Heaven from Led Zeppelin. It's a phenomenal solo, insane. Starts really bluesy, Miles leads into it, Tremonti just rips it home. Like, it's phenomenal solo. I can play better than him. Yeah, from there, <laughs> like, all their albums progress, you can clearly tell, because he started playing. Now, what's really weird, I understand, because Miles has a very unique voice, and he takes away from it, because they're playing stuff in tunings and 
speed wise, like Tremonti is, that is harder than anything you're probably going to listen to. I mean, he's, yeah. and it is insane, but then the vocals come across and it is a very clean, kind of higher spectrum pitched vocal. And I think it does turn some people off. Dude, he has some of the nastiest breakdowns. Well, here's period. the thing. When you're you're talking about that that kind of music, right? I listen to metal, metalcore, stuff like that. And these guys, they can play their instruments. They're good at it. But when you get down to it, there's not... Not not saying all the ways. I'm not generalizing here, but there's not always a lot of technicality and musical theory added to their music. Oh yeah, I mean, dance Gavin dancing. Well, that's big difference. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. I'm not generalizing yeah, because there are bands out there that yeah that are and they crazy. take it to the extreme. <laughs> but you get a bands like like Knocked Loose. Yeah. These guys are great musicians. They're really good. Um. But a lot of their stuff, well, except their first uh, first two albums are like this. Their new album actually has a lot of more to offer in the in the sense of that. Uh, the first two albums were just ungodly heavy for like no reason. Yeah, it was it was awesome. They were great, to li- fun to listen to. But it's like it was just so heavy. Their new album has a lot more variety to it and guitar playing prowess, I guess. Yeah. But when you're talking about that music versus a Tremonti. Or something, or we just listened to that Breaking Benjamin song you were you were talking about earlier. That was actually really sick. It is um, a lot of those guys are theory to a T. Well, well, Tremonti's not or but, Ben. <laughs> well, well, but what I'm saying is they understand how to play guitar, yeah. and the the Even way they true. write their music, it is very technical, very to the point. And it has a lot of variety, like the solos and stuff. Yeah. Now, like I said, I mean, I love all kinds of music. And Tremonti, coming just as a guitarist, the reason, and this is one of the big reasons why I always, I definitely think he's probably the best in the biz right now, is out of everyone who plays guitar, learning his stuff is by far the hardest. It's insane because he will start his intro and verses. Yeah. Will be a finger pick. And then he just rips into this, you know, some ridiculous riff into some insane chorus. And it's like, you know, a lot of stuff we listen to, four chord progression, maybe a five for a transition in there kind of thing, you know. Dude, like he'll have courses that have seven different figure configurations of whatever chords there are. And you're like, dude, what yeah. are you doing here, you know? But it sounds, like you said, phenomenal. But, and that was just kind of looting, uh, taking all the way back to the guitar tech part. But like when he was with Creed, it was like, drop D, maybe C sharp. Standard, maybe a half step down, and then he played in a lot of open D5, which I honestly, he's the only musician right now off the top of my head that I know plays in open D5, or at least. I don't even know what that is. It's D A D A D D. D A D A D D. The dad. <laughs> How do you even play in that? Uh, it's insane but the song Mark Sacrifice is in open D5. Well, like, um, what, what, what kind of chord shapes and stuff are you using in that? What's what I'm saying? It throws everything out the door. It's like, just all octaves. And and it's it's insane because, like I said, he'll shred in that. He'll shred in that tuning. And everything that we're learning right now and all the in the shapes, the, you know, whatever you want to call it. The, uh, I can't think of what I'm trying to speak Minors, right minor pentatonics. Yeah, like the, um, yeah, whatever. Modes and all that. Um, so learning all of that, more or less, is thrown out the door when you go to these weird, just obscure tunings. Um one last was it one last breath? One last thing, thing remaining. It's off the first off the bridge album, but um, it's their big song at that time. Um, not the WWE song because that's probably their biggest song. Um, Triple H or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Metal English was in there, but uh, he shreds a solo in that tuning, and you're like, it's crazy. But um, regardless, of what I was saying is, then he goes to Alter Bridge, and he went. With so many different tunings and so many different guitars, like he would have to have someone who knew what to do because he has a song that's half step down. Everything's a half step down except for his top E. It's B. That's the song. Like he plays in that tuning, and you're like, at some point, this dude just making this. What up. are you? Like, he, he really is, and like a lot of it is sound. And that's again why 
I think he's one of the best out there. And then if you go listen to his solo stuff, he's doing a lot of thrash metal, heavy metal. Yeah. Um, his he's singing, so it's definitely not as high. You know, it's almost more metallic like Metallica like. But um, sorry, that was much Ronnie Spill and Guitar Tech. The dude's phenomenal. Um, regardless if you like the singer or not, just listen to his his axe work. It's insane. Like, and it was I remember this this day. His this is, axe work. Yeah, I had a teacher a long time ago. And uh, this is my civics teacher, and he was just like, and we were talking music. He was big into music, used to be in a band in college. And he was like, yeah, man, you play guitar? I don't know how you heard. So I guess teachers are always listening. So people out there don't say something. <laughs> you know, like they're, Somehow they hear you. And I was like, yeah, I play guitar. He's like, who's your favorite? And I was like, honestly, it's probably Tremonti. Now, before Tremonti, it was Tom. And like you were saying, Tom what a jump. and guitar. like You know what I'm saying? Now, don't get me wrong. Sinister Gates was a good bridge because Sinister Gates can play. Um, I don't. I don't like that band. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. But he was a bridge. The for first album like, was great. But. And then uh, he jumped into Tremonti. He was just like Tremonti with Creed. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, why? <laughs> and I told him, I was like, dude, have you listened to Alter Bridge? He's like, no. He's like, I listened to the first album. He's like, it's pretty much just Creed. And I was like, okay, you give me homework all the time. I'm gonna give you homework. You need to buy Blackbird, listen to it, and come back to me. It's nothing like the old stuff. And he was like, all right, I don't believe you, but all right. Not even kidding. That weekend passed. And this is, I was working at Best Buy by the time. And that's the only reason why I got an Alter Bridge, by the way. Um, I was at Best Buy doing my CD things, cleaning them up, taking all the CDs out. This is when they actually sold CDs, you know, because at that time, it's all alphabetical. And I came across this Alter Bridge CD. It was the Blackbird album. It's just got a Blackbird on it. And it had a little sticker on it. And it's like, former members of Creed. I was like, I kind of like Creed. <laughs> like, I'm gonna buy this, <laughs> and like that's Creed. literally how I found Alter Bridge. Like yeah. it was an impulse buy. Um, and he came back the, the after this weekend, and he has he's like Keaton, come here. And I come inside, and he's like, "Dude, <laughs> this is probably the best album I've heard in my whole life." Like outside of it, he named some of the old ones that he really liked. He's like, "This can't be the same guy." Same guy. And I was like, "Dude, it is." <laughs> he's like, "I cannot believe this." And I was like, "I promise you, like it's insane, but." And that was like, if you really listen to those two albums back to back, that's when you can hear the transition. You're just like, what happened? You know? And a lot of it is, as you know, and a lot of people know, it's just the industry really keeping these people, suppressing them or, yep. or oppressing them to some extent. That's and why not you see these artists them. break up or le- sue these uh, labels and stuff for creative control. Yep. Because these labels, they'll write these songs and they'll be like, hey, I'm. Uh, you know, take that bridge part out or, or do this or do that, you know, and it really suppresses these guys, you know, and it sucks. But that is awesome because that is a segue into something else we can talk about is about, I was watching recently um, some reading this article or watching this video or something about the rise of independent artists like uh, Billie Eilish won uh, how many Grammys this year? A bunch. Yeah. I try to do that in a little whispery voice. You know? uh, I like, can't do it though. <laughs> won a bunch. And she recorded that album with her brother in a bedroom. Yep. Now, yep. given it was mixed and mastered by two of the industry's best, but still, it was <laughs> written and recorded in a bedroom. A bedroom independent producer produced that album that won, I think, six Grammys. It's insane. Who needs a label? Now, don't worry, the label is good to back you for touring videos and album release, stuff like that. But in this day and age of digital music, you don't need albums pressed. You don't need, you maybe need help with touring. Maybe. But at the same time, they'll give you a budget or whatever. But it just goes to show anybody can write music and do something with it. You know, even in this little crappy bedroom studio that we're sitting in right now. Yeah. You know? And actually, I know it sounds going off another one of my favorite bands. 21 Pots the same way. Yeah. I did, I did read that. They, they did were a, one uh, of the examples in that. A lot of independent before signing uh, by Fuel by Ramen and their first album, Vessels, was actually all of his prior stuff. But like you said, just mixed and mastered. I'm yeah. assuming with a more professional touch yeah. and studio touch. But what's ironic about it is he still did everything. And the, his last two albums, which is Blurry Face and Trench, he did all the mixing and mastering himself. That's cool, man. Um, well, it's like 
there's a country singer named Cody Johnson, released his first two albums independently, and he's from Texas, and I'd heard of him a little bit, uh, but he was gaining, like, Nash, he's really famous in Texas, where he's from. Like, yeah. Of course, Texas is, like, its own world. It is. So you got artists that are famous in Texas for 20 years before they ever break out of Oklahoma and Texas, right? Right. So he um was pretty famous in Texas around there, like, or excuse me, really famous in Texas, and uh, he started garnering some national attention, and then uh, he finally signed for his newest album, signed with a label, and just exploded. The dude's a freak <laughs> talent, uh, good singer, crazy guitar player. There's a video I need to show you of him playing this song, On My Way to You, acoustically, and everything's tuned to half step down. And he plays literally, literally he plays three guitar parts at one time. He's playing the, like strumming chords while doing a walk up the neck. I don't know how he does it, but it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. And it's a country song. You don't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, but he's another example of an independent artist putting in the work themselves, doing everything they can. Yep. And then using that. <clears throat> Uh, independent success at just, I'm sure 21 Pilots is the exact same thing. They use their own independent success as leverage over these labels. So when they do sign, they get their own creative control. Because if me and you started a band right now, we started getting a little bit of tension around here. And the first label, say Fueled by Ramen, was like, yo, we want you. If we sign by them, we have nothing to stand on. So they're going to be like, all right, so you're going to write your music like this. I don't like that member. He's out. Find another <laughs> one. Uh, you're going to do this and this and this. Shave the beards now. Exactly. It's but that <laughs> we're would, done. That yeah. Uh, no, we're good. <laughs> but no, that would be what it is. But if we started a band, put our own albums out, yep. one or two albums, garnered some success, and then we could go to these labels like, look, you yep. need us. We can grow your brand, but we need to do it this way, not your way. Yep. And I'm just going to be honest with you, by the way. The Fuel Bar Ramen. I don't know if they were just on a whim, like, hey, let's get these two dudes from Ohio who do pretty good local shows. Yeah. that Whoever signed that band, I'm assuming, is retired now or something. Because, like, I was looking up as a, they call it, some people call them a rock duo, a pop duo, or whatever it is. They're the only band since the digital era to have every song certified gold on an album. Yeah, I did. Is I that not that. insane? That is crazy. At one point, they were the only, which I think maybe Billy Eilish or someone else did this as well. They were the only band to have two um, songs in the top five, two hundred, hot two hundred, at the same time since Elvis Presley. Really? And it was insane. The craziest part about it is, and I'm not this much of a Twenty One Pilots fan. I mean, I love their music. I love the messaging. I love the concepts because they really are conceptually driven. Both albums with a lot of Christian meaning, a lot of. Uh, finding of oneself, meaning, self-worth. Like, it's very good messaging, even though some of the stuff sounds, in a way, he's seeing from a point of being in that down state, if that makes any sense. But it's trying to be uplifting, I guess you'd say. But he has, like, a cult now. Like, there's, like, cults that follow this band, and they buy every piece of merch that comes out. It's kind of like the like uh, Juggalos for ICP. It's, just, <laughs> yeah. it's insane, dude. Like, when we went to the concert, the majority of the people at that concert, at least 30%, which you're like, that's not much, you know, considering. That's like a lot of people 50, of like 100,000 people. But they were wearing bomber jackets with yellow duct tape strapped just taped all over themselves because that was like the theme of this album. Not even kidding. I was like, well, there you go, guys. <laughs> like, that's cool, though. Like, it's cool. Definitely you get like a cult following, but at the same time, like that can get weird. That's how you get, that's how you get assassinated. <laughs> you get murdered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like your fans love you Watch so much, Tyler. they kill Watch you. Watch out, Josh. You know what I'm saying? That, Dude, have you seen the show on Netflix? It's like insatiable. Ah oh, man, there's some girl on it. I can't remember her name, but that's who Josh Dunn's engaged to. Really? Yeah, she's some like Nickelodeon star or whatever. Just pretty dang hot. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> and then I know this sounds crazy. This is fun stuff because I looked it up. But the Tyler's wife—they just had a baby, by the way. Uh, congratulations, Tyler and Jenna. But from my understanding, like he brought her to her show, and it was a sold-out show locally. And he said he's like, I put on the best show of my life. He's like, I'm jumping around doing backflips and stuff. Well, Josh has the backflip, but like just insane high energy show. And he's like, I get off the stage and it's like, this girl's got to be head over heels, falling in love with me. And she's just like, oh, that was kind of cool. Is this what you do? <laughs> he was just like, what? What? <laughs> I'm out here killing it and you're not impressed. I what is your problem? Interesting. That's the one you want to be with, though. 
know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. But, with her too, because like, just imagine. I think that's like probably 2011, 2012. They're like, hey, what if we ever just got enough to live comfortably? And now it's 2020, and they're multimillionaires. Like just multi. Like who knows how much money? And again, this is really cool. He even writes a song about that too. About at one point he used words as a a release, and now it, he even calls it in the lyrics like it doubles as a money maker kind of thing. Like it's pretty. He like I said, he goes pretty deep on it. So. Regardless if you don't like rap or not, the dude can write some dang Well, what, you're, what you were He's saying earlier, racist. just a minute ago before we got off in that weird spot, but he um, he said they were one of the first bands to ever have every song certified gold on an album. Yep. Well, the thing with the Digital reason, era. I don't yeah. know if it's... Well, yeah. You know. But he... um, They fit into so many boxes. That's true. You know, like they, they hit the rock, they hit the pop, they hit the rap, they hit the, the bluesy kind of singing and some stuff. <coughs> so they kind of, they can appeal to yeah. anyone. Yep. You know. I agree. It's weird because I think it's Blurry Face, the, the album that is. And that's a concept album. So it's, it's weird thinking of like, you know, making a concept album and you get the not song on the album that's really, a, you know. A, Probably kind of filler originally. When right. Writing, you know, yeah. it's, it's, that's, I don't know, that's kind of weird. And who buys songs, man? Just buy the album. They're like eight bucks. You're that, paying a dollar for a song. Just seven dollars. Shell it out. Get the whole album. Yeah. Ten. That, you know. Well, I don't buy anything now. I That's true. Have Apple Music. I don't think. You don't think you can buy all stuff on iTunes anymore. I think you, you have to have Apple Music. That's where they get you. But I like Apple Music better than. If I didn't have an iPhone, I'd probably have Spotify. But the user interface on Apple Music on iPhone is just so easy. It's yeah, so, I agree. It suits my eye well. But even uh, Apple Music on my MacBook is pretty good. I like it too. Um, it's kind of insane to think about how at one point in time it was cassettes. Well, you got that when we were young. CDs. When we were born, yeah. it was cassettes. Then CDs came out right after we were born. I do, dude. So this, many Walkman, man. Buying, so freaking awesome, bro. I remember buying this. Uh, I remember my favorite album, Backstreet, Backstreet Boys album. Okay. I, I was like young. It. I like it. I was young. <laughs> and uh thought it was so cool, man. And then you're saying it gets scratched and then yeah. ruined, you know. Rubbing like peanut butter or toothpaste on it. Like trying, trying to, to yeah. fill them cracks in. Um, which never worked. <laughs> like I don't know where all that stuff came from. It never nothing worked. Um but then remember when I remember when the first iPod dropped and MP3s were a thing. And I specifically remember my dad saying, Yeah, that's fad it's a fad no one people like physical copies of stuff yeah. when around, people still do people still buy vinyl but like remember him thinking it has a that, good resurgence actually vinyl yeah. did yeah but he's like that's it's gonna be a fad yeah. you have to download stuff off the internet it takes forever to do that yeah this that and the other fast forward to now now <laughs> it's we're extreme. in mp4s now yeah. i mean but <laughs> not nah, like everything is streamed everything i don't to actually, honestly, I per, I support artists and I buy stuff. I buy vinyl every now and then, but to really, honestly, buy a CD is ridiculous. Yeah. It's there's no point in it. I still buy CDs I here don't, and there because I like to leave. Like I bought Blink One Two's latest CD. Do you open it? Nine. I did open it. See, that's the only reason I would buy one is to just have it. I would never open it. Twenty One Pilots new CD, and I like to. And this is just me living off when I was a kid. Buying an album, the first thing I take out was the book. Read through the read lyrics the book, yeah. and then read the back. Cause I like, I, that is cool. I that like was the cool thing about CDs. The thank you part. Yeah, cause I, it, and, you know, both of you and I are spiritual, I guess. You know, to, and I've always wondered, you know, if you can, you know, make that connection with the musicians themselves. And a lot of times the way you could find that out was reading the little pamphlet book thing that comes with it. Yeah. Because if they were, a lot of times they would normally say, I want to thank my wife, my family, my friends, my dog, Barky, and then God, if he wasn't here, then I don't know where I'd be. You know, oh, that's kind of cool. At least they're, you know, throwing some kind of, you know, out there. And and then 21 Pilots, that was one of their big ones. He wrote in his on the Vessels album, he was like, I want to thank push-ups for giving me big arms, and then I want to thank God. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I want to thank but... push-ups for giving me big arms. That's funny. And the dude's really small. And I think it was a joke in itself. I'm sure it was because he he's really a very tiny person. <laughs> but uh, fun stuff. 
No, oh, that, yeah. that was a cool thing about CDs, though. I always enjoyed reading the booklets and yep. all that stuff, reading because the, they always put the lyrics in there and stuff. And so, even if it was Blink-Way 2, you risk seeing something kind of risque in there. So, <laughs> On um, vinyls, you may know this. Even to this day, I'm not sure. How many songs can be tracked on one side? I have no idea. Because uh, I was reading something the other day, and I think it was a Silverstein, like the new one or something like that, because he was talking about the song Madness. Yeah. And he was, and it was really interesting because he's like, why? He, they were asking him, why do you put certain songs on certain orders on albums? Does it matter? If it's a concept album, of course it matters. But he, they were asking him, and he's like, well, it's because if you know you got a vinyl, that's the flip over. He's like, once song ends, you have to get up and you have to flip it over. And he's like, the way I look at it, it's another kickoff track, so you want a banger. Yeah. And I was like, I never even thought about that. Like, I didn't realize. Maybe it's like six on one side, six on the other. Yeah, or like. like that. And maybe that's why a lot of these bands who I guess still want to produce, like, because you never notice, like, albums always are 10 to 12 songs for the most part, unless you get the deluxe editions, like, yeah. in the CDs. Like, they always try to stick within within that 10 to 12, maybe up to 14. So maybe they can do seven to seven if it's like two minute tracks. I don't know. But it's kind of, I was just curious on that. I didn't know if you knew the answer. No, I only have a couple vinyls. I have uh, the Ghost Inside, Give What You Give album. No, I lied. Dear Youth album, because I bought a whole pack pre-order pack of a signed poster and that and a soccer jersey ghost inside soccer jersey no, that's pretty sick dude. it was pretty cool that's <laughs> some i have it somewhere in this house um but i'm gonna start buying more if they do a pre-order for their new album i'm one i'm probably gonna order three of them um because i'm so excited about it speaking of new albums i've told you about end correctly right the vocals for counterparts uh will putney and some other guys the drummer for dillager escape plan and okay not really, but sure. Oh. Maybe you did mention passing. You know what I mean? Well, it's a Will Putney's producing it. Will Putney's in the band. They dropped a single. I uh-huh. showed it to you when we're done. It's so heavy. Oh my god, it's so good, dude. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. So speaking of the Ghost Inside, if this concert gets canceled in July, I'm going to kill myself. You shouldn't say that. You can just uh, cry on a pillow <laughs> for a few minutes. I will know? kill myself. <laughs> nah. I'm sure it'll be rescheduled. Yeah, but dude, I'm going to Vegas in November, and if they don't open them casinos up, man, I'm gonna be angry. Yeah, it'll be good by November. If yeah, we say that, but all this lockdown crap—if they legitimate people legitimately abide by it, give it a month. I think we'll be all right. If we legitimately, yeah, just stay in your freaking house, dude. Get out of the rat race for a month. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your family. Play video games. <laughs> Do podcasts, listen to music. It's Pick- scary though, because I've told most people this, and this is completely tangent from what we normally say. But like, people are like, "Oh man, f the economy, it can b- rebuild." I'm like, do you know how many people died in the Great Depression? Yep, millions and millions and millions. I think it's like the low number right now. They have estimated seven million at least. Wow, this virus is not going to get to a million. It probably won't get to five hundred thousand deaths. So I'm like, you. I know this sounds really weird, and it's a catch twenty two, but. Are you going to jeopardize millions of lives or just jeopardize thousands of lives? Well, here's the thing. I know it sounds weird and I'm not saying anything to it, but it, it does make you think like if we know for sure, if we're on a path where it's going to lead to just as bad as the 30s were or even close to it, let's even say 08, a little worse than the 08, you know, recession. I mean, I hate to say it, but you have to greatly consider something. I know, you know we got some kind of government doing something with the stimulus package, et cetera, et cetera, trying to help, you know. Pump money back. Yeah. But still, like, I mean, you get to a point there where. What's funny is they're doing the stimulus, but we're not scary. supposed to leave our houses. So how are we going to spend the money to pump <laughs> E-commerce, it back? E-commerce, man. should have yeah. put it in Amazon when they first no, opened but, up. Dang um, it. Dude, for real. Um, <laughs> but no, and the problem right now, and this is not music related, but this is life related. Is the problem with this country and a lot of people is I, I learned this when I was in the Navy and the problem people were like, dude, F that lockdown, I'm do whatever I want to do. It's because so many people have a me over we mentality and you will never succeed having yes. that mentality. Yep. You know? Yeah, I mean there are times where you need to be selfish, and you need to look out for yourself. But oh, in a shit. in a in a time like this, you need a we over me. You know? Because it's just, I mean, I mean, I've said it multiple times. Just hang out with your family, dude. Pick up a hobby. Like I'm gonna be doing dude, nothing but playing you. guitar. I'm looking forward to this lockdown for the next <laughs> month. To be honest with you, yeah. I'm gonna grill on my new grill I bought. 
I'm, I'm going to hang out. and eat some of the food that's grilled on that new grill. Come on, dude. For <laughs> real. Um, We're going to have to walk. Thankfully, if you really think about it, through the woods is probably only a two-mile walk. Yeah. I just got to learn how a crow, crow flies. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be over here. But I'll, I'll, I'm going to grill, giant dude. slingshot. You make me a little land and it's pew, boom, solid. I don't, you can just drive. It's back roads, man. <laughs> um, nah, man, but I'm going to be... Uh, I'm going to enjoy it, to be honest with you. I'm going to play guitar. I'm going to get better. I'm going to hang out with my wife. Yeah. I mean, I have to still pretty much... My day... The only thing that's changed for me is where I'm doing my daily work. So a lot of the stuff is not really changed for me. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I'm working every single day. So... I wish... You know, I don't want to, I want to say that. I do not wish because I, in this sense, count my blessings that I'm capable of doing what I'm able to do. And right now, knock on wood, hopefully, you know, we're not having to worry about any repercussions from the economy, you know, and the stock pressure and all that stuff, which we are to some extent, but they did bake in a pretty good portion in our quarterlies prior from the coronavirus. And right now China's pretty much hundred percent. I think they keep saying 95, but for the most part, like I know our facilities are pretty much close to hundred percent. So they've already curbed it and a lot of, you know, majority of our productions there. Um, it's kind of interesting to think about that. Because everything I've kind of read is almost like this is just a matter of time kind of thing. We just have to wait till it gets to its peak and then decline starts. And odds are is the majority of the people now have been affected or, you know, what do they call it? Asymptomatic to some extent. Yeah. And may never show it ever. And that's the problem right now, though, is you are asymptomatic and like I don't feel bad at all. And I'm out here. Yep. That's why I have to do these lockdowns. Exactly. You know, if everyone that had it had symptoms, we could quarantine just those people and be perfectly fine yep. but one of my favorite podcasters out there joe rogan shout yeah. out to joe uh have me on <laughs> you can fly me out to la i don't have enough to afford it myself well take your price is pretty crappy right now but uh um he had uh some big medical dude on there cdc researcher i can't remember what it was exactly i mean he talked about this yeah, virus. I, I listened to that one he yeah. did it okay and he said the probably the only way we're gonna get through this in all honesty is everyone gets infected. He's like, and your body just builds a natural immunity. And he was just like solid 75 to 150 million. And that's not meaning like, because right now I think it's they say, what, 20% right now is what they think will be hospitalized. I don't know. And the reason for the lockdown too, I know we're on a big tangent, and then it is because of other emergency reasons. So if everything is filled up because of the coronavirus and they're keeping them alive and keeping them healthy, you know, trying to get them through it, and then all of a sudden, little Timmy's riding his trike down a you know hill, and he hits a little pebble and breaks his left shoulder, and it goes Very into specific. something. You know, <laughs> next thing you know, little Timmy's not getting a shoulder surgery. You know, yeah. loses his arm for life or something. Yeah, and that's kind of like the whole idea. You know, trying to do their best, keeping it locked down and whatnot. Yeah. I think well, we- I'd say that's enough for today. We've annoyed people in boredom enough. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna be doing. Probably more than normal. Um, more probably maybe do more than one a week here for the next month or so because all of this coronavirus and these lockdown stuff. So we really don't have anything else to do. Our schedules would be pretty easy. Um, Track our first song. We're trying. We're writing some stuff here. We're trying to lay some stuff down. Hopefully, we'll have something to debut by the end of this coronavirus. I doubt it, but you never know. But uh, that's all I got for today, man. You got anything else? Uh, just be safe. Stay in your house. Love y'all. Bye.